0: Kia and welcome to the Dawn Chorus. I'm Bernard Hickey. This is my daily podcast that goes out with my email newsletter on Substack for paying subscribers, in which I look at issues in our political economy around housing affordability, climate change and child poverty reduction. Today, I want to focus on something you might have heard about from yesterday, which was a slight change in the way that the government handles GST, which looks really tedious and boring on the face of it, but it's not. Let me explain why. Yesterday, the government introduced into Parliament a omnibus tax bill. Now This is where you gather together all the little tweaks and changes and rectifications that you need to do to the tax system to ensure it's nice and clean and working fine. On the whole, it's full of very technical changes which only tax advisers and the partners of some of the big four consulting groups would be most interested in. But sometimes, something really interesting is buried in there. And yesterday, the government extended the GST tax net to include funds management fees for KiwiSaver funds, and other funds. Now you may ask, uh, how come they were exempt to start with? Well, financial services are one of those things that are not covered by GST. Right when GST was set up in 1989, right when GST was set up, uh, there was a decision not to include GST on financial services, so bank fees, interest rates, that sort of thing, because there was, there was a decision not to put GST on savings. The idea is that GST is only for goods and services consumed in that moment in time. And it was so difficult to disentangle... The service around a mortgage for example or a bank account from the savings aspect of that account. So GST has been exempt from financial services from the start. Now back in 2018-19 when the Michael Cullen led tax working group looked at our tax system and where most people looked at their recommendations on capital gains taxes they did actually have a look at whether to extend GST to include financial services like mortgages and other sorts of fees, and the decision was that it would be too complicated, and uh, uh, best to leave it, leave it aside. However, in the last year or so, IRD has been talking to various. Tax advisors and fund managers about what it sees as an anomaly that has developed in the treatment of GST for funds management. There are some boutique fund managers who provide effectively uh, a financial service wrapped up in the returns that someone gets from uh, their funds management that have decided to take a very conservative approach and apply GST to the financial service element of the returns people get from their KiwiSaver and other funds managements. That is uh, relatively small, but the IRD have seen an opportunity here to extend the use of uh, the treatment of funds management fees with GST across the entire industry. Now you may think, oh, surely that's a small amount of money. No. According to the Regulatory Impact Statement that's come out with this announcement, which by the way, the government didn't even include in their uh, press release, uh, there is the analysis that it will raise upwards of $225 million a year from 2026. Hmm, That sounds like a lot, but not a dramatic amount. However, when you look at how it affects those funds under management in the long run, you come up against the power of effectively compounding interest. So just a quick guide here on on how this might affect funds under management in the long run. If something changes now, which means that, let's say, $100 a month does not go into your KiwiSaver account or into a funds management account, That means over time that $100, and of course repeated every year, is not added to your fund and doesn't earn any money. So suddenly a small number can become a very big number uh, over that long period. It's uh, um, part of the old adage that uh, the most powerful force in the universe is compounding interest. And... According to the Financial Markets Authority in the Regulatory Impact Statement, this imposition of $225 $225 million of tax over the long run will effectively mean that KiwiSaver Funds Management accounts will be $103 billion smaller by 2070 and that other Funds Management accounts will be more than $60 billion smaller by 2070. So what in effect is happening here is that the government is choosing to get $225 million more in tax revenues in the next few years per year. And the cost will be $180 billion less in savings for those people who have savings in 2070. Effectively, this is a decision to have a lower budget deficit now than have $180 billion in savings in 2070. And that, in effect, is shifting wealth from the future to the current. Now, why would you do this? Why would you ensure that the budget deficit would be $225 million less than it otherwise would be per year. Well, if your main task is to get the government's budget into surplus and to ensure that government debt remains capped, and if your main driving forces in government are to keep the government's revenue to GDP at less than 30% of GDP, and to keep the government's debt to GDP at less than 30% of GDP, then this makes sense. Because we have a bipartisan agreement at the moment, which means that the size of government and the size of government debt are essentially locked at 30% of GDP, and they pretty much have been since the mid-1990s. This is part of a general trend to try to um, keep the size of government small and to get as much of the economy in the private sector as is possible. And the the bipartisan settlement essentially is that uh, taxes will not increase, particularly on wealth or on capital. And uh, any of the taxes that are needed will come from income and from GST. Effectively, um, this is a way that you keep interest rates lower than they otherwise would be. Now, why would you do that? That Doesn't that sound like a good thing? Well, it is a good thing if you own property. Because remember, the key thing for homeowners and for asset owners is to get interest rates down and to keep them down. Because every time you keep interest rates down, you push up asset prices because you can afford to borrow more to buy more assets. And that has been the story of uh, New Zealand household wealth and, in fact, our economy over the last 30 years. A constant drive to get interest rates down to push up asset prices. Now, why would you do that? Well, in New Zealand, because we're the only country in the developed world that doesn't have a capital gains tax, and because our banks are very good and focused on lending money to people to buy each other's houses, What we've done is ensured that those people who own houses, and in particular residential land, get leveraged tax-free gains on the value of that land. And section prices uh, nationally over the last 20 years or so have increased by more than 600%. So anyone who owned land 20 years ago will have received the unearned and leveraged benefits from that without any tax on it. So if you're in possession of those leveraged untaxed gains, you don't want them to go away, and you certainly want a lot more of them. And the way to do that is to ensure that budget deficits and debt stay low so that you can keep interest rates low. So you're effectively choosing to sacrifice one hundred and sixty. dollars dollars worth of savings in the future to ensure that interest rates stay low now and house prices stay high now. You're effectively choosing to benefit median voters who own homes at the expense of those people who will be paying taxes in 2070, and in particular, the ex- at the expense of those people who are growing up now in private rentals and have no hope of buying into their own homes, under their own steam in the next 30 or 40 years. And remember those people who are living and earning money and spending money in 2070 will be paying for the costs of those people who own homes now and who are retiring and are earning the New Zealand superannuation, which is a universal basic income for anyone over the age of 65. And, of course, the rapidly rising healthcare costs of those people over the age of 65. Effectively, this is another one of those decisions which transfers wealth from the future to the now. And from future renters to homeowners now. Now, this is uh, not something that people brag about or talk about. Because it doesn't look good when you effectively steal from future generations, particularly those generations who now have no hope of having their own homes, which would ensure their own financial and physical uh, uh, security and and health. We created a housing market and an economy that is dominating our society. And decisions like this enable it to carry on. I'm Bernard Hickey, that was my dawn chorus on another big move to shift wealth from the future to now. Ka